This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's freaking go. <laughs> how you feeling, AB? Uh, I'm incredible. Like a dumbass for picking them to lose. I can tell you yeah. That. A- yeah, AB Everybody, did not I'm believe. Here for, I'm here for all the grief. I'm here for all the grief and all the all the chaos. Everybody talk their shit. I deserve it. Yeah, no, this was just an incredible performance by the defense. I, I cannot overstate. I mean, so because I am who I am, I'm going to pull this up. But Florida State just shut down a good... Louisville defense. Uh, I think F plus has them as the 27th best uh, offense going into this game. I mean, Florida state held them to 2.5 yards per play. Uh, incredible, man. That's zero percentile. Simply incredible. Zeroth percentile. They had, Oh man. I mean, Louisville had, they had a chunk run where uh, Brown misfit. They had a chunk run where Dent misfit. Oh, Trey's here. Trey's on his cell phone. He's he's out at some I don't know he's out selling lights or doing something wild and crazy but we're getting him in here get ready for this chaos. Hey boys, <laughs> holy what is going oh, on? Where are your clothes? I'm at a I'm at a uh, a pool at the Residence Inn. I took a, I took a victory dip. <laughs> oh, what brother. do you think, Trey? Tell us, yeah. guys. Can you hear me decently? Yes. Yeah. No, you you sound well. Right. I am so proud of the way that this team responded to all the chaos, all the noise, that defensive line. Listen, if there could be, Hey honey, it's okay. You want to be on the street? Yeah. There's my friends. This defensive (laughs) line, the way that they throbbed up and dropped it on the entire country. My God. Unbelievable. When the chips were down, nobody responds harder than the Knolls. My word, you guys are going to give them the X's and O's, the tactical, the dis-tactical, the advantages, the disadvantages. But my God, when it comes to cojones, to a big old sack of balls, there ain't no team better than the Florida State Seminoles. And my God, I don't think there's, I don't think there's more than Two teams in the country that could hold that Louisville defense to that amount of points. It is time to recognize greatness when you see it, no matter how it hits you in the face. I love you. I love you, Adam. I love you, Kevin. I love all of you guys. I love my my undefeated Florida State Seminoles. I'm about to go do a cannonball on a bunch of like on a bunch of unsuspecting people from Sheboygan. Let's go, Knowles. I love you. Keep chopping. Come on. <laughs> love you, boys. See you, Troy. We win playoff. All, All right. right. He, yeah. wanted, he wanted to get in there and say that. Like I said, Trey's on a, on a little bit of a business trip, and he's enjoying himself. He obviously enjoyed himself uh, very well. Um, 
Yeah, I, I uh, listen. I mean, I think Trey said it well. That's as that's as good of a defensive performance as I think I can remember from a Florida State defense, maybe since back to like 2013. Um, they, I, I don't think people will grasp how well they played tonight up front. That what they simply controlled the entire football game, like not not even just controlled, dominated. Uh, they demolished a good offense. They didn't beat a good offense. They demolished a good offense. And uh, I certainly didn't think they had that level of playing them. And holy hell. So, okay, just from a schematic point of view, this is what I saw. So every week we're like, why do they blitz more in the second half? Why do they blitz yeah. more? In the se- why yeah. do they wait to the second half to blitz? Right. Because they were rolling the dice every week to see if mm-hmm. they could stop if they're if they could trust their defensive line to win while keeping two safeties back and tonight they did that yeah first drive you saw that defensive line just was on a different level with no help whatsoever and when you can win the the line of scrimmage without an extra number in the box what do you do as an offense right. they had no there's no answer to that you don't and then you when you want to renardo green can just go one on one Right. With their number one receiver and not give up hardly anything, yeah, and 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 Jack Plummer's just not good enough to take advantage when opportunities do do show up. Um, you know, he had he had two vertical balls that he he one one that he missed, and I can't remember if the other one they kind of it just kind of got away from him. Um, but they had those were their two shots to score points, yep. uh, and then obviously the you know the block punt. That uh, you know, Tatum breaks up the. I mean, it would have been an amazing catch by that kid, but Tatum's able to 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 um, knock it out of there and then gets the pick. I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. All right, I, I think instead of typically we would go like chronologically, we'd start the first quarter and work our way through the four, fourth quarter. Let's just talk. It was a similar defense. game the whole time through. Yeah, it really was. Let's just talk defensive players, and then we'll kind of work our way over to the offense and give some thoughts on that. But I really. People are going to ask about, like, I see there's a question about the Wildcat, and people are going to ask about the offense. And what the hell do we say about it? Yeah, I'm I sure we'll, we'll address it. I want yeah. to talk about it more when we get to film review because I the, don't know. The only thing I'll say is, like, this is this is why you had, like, this is why you have Tate, right? This is why it you didn't want to have to put Glenn in this yeah. situation. I I would caution anybody from making sort of sweeping judgments about mm-hmm. who he is as a player, who he is as yeah. a future prospect for for Florida State based off one game. You know, like Tate looked awful as a true freshman, and when he, we he went in there, he looked okay. He looked good against Louisville and okay against Florida. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't tell the full story of who he is. Don't get down on the kid. He's a knoll. He came out there. He did his best. Absolutely. And he didn't lose you the ball game, and he did what he needed to do. Right. So, he didn't turn the ball over. He uh, didn't turn the ball over. I mean, think he, about that matchup against the two quarterbacks. He, he just he didn't turn the ball over, and ultimately, I mean, I think that that's a, a big difference in the game. So, so hats off to him. I, I yeah. think there there are people that were entirely making too strong of statements about Snap him. Judgments, silly. That's all I'm going to say about him and and where he was at. I think that's that's a fair thing to say. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, let's start on the defense. Let's yeah. start. Let's start with Jared Verse. Uh, I think Jared Verse showed you these last two games 
why he's considered a first round draft pick. Um, he he and he and Braden Fisk together working in those and those end and tackle loops that they were that they were working all night was simply incredible. I mean, yep, Louisville had no answer. Um, they 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 tried chipping, they slid towards him, they, they just did anything they could. They tried max protecting. There was absolutely nothing they could do. Um, you saw the start of the second half. They had a little bit of success when they were leaving seven in and taking some one on one matchups. It, it just wasn't sustainable. They just you're just not going to be able to do that uh, the entire course of a game with a quarterback like uh, Plummer. So, verse incredible, simply dominant. His best game that he's had at Florida State, bar none. Um, I think he's the MVP of your defense tonight. Him and then, Fisk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a close second, maybe a 1B, is Braden Fisk, right? I mean, the it, two it of them. It was a were, breakout game for him, just like yeah. Florida was a breakout game for Verse, where just like right. – he was there, 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 and today it just clicked. And it just, and it wasn't even anything crazy. It was literally just pure domination. Like I would love to sit here and say, "Oh, they did this," and they were, you know, yes, they did some tackling and stunts. Yes, they yeah, fueled my AB's doubts. Listen, I I make no bones about it. I picked them to lose. I was the only one, yeah, uh, uh, of the Knowles twenty four seven staff, because I thought that that was the the Brock Glenn you were going to get, where they just offensively couldn't do a whole lot. I never saw this this level from this defense coming. Um, I mean, anybody that did, I think, is is probably lying to you. But I mean, God darn, it was simply incredible. I mean they they dominated from snap one. Um, and all listen, all the Adam Fuller haters out there, <laughs> which is every one of you that are calling me out right now for picking the lose. Yeah, I mean, y'all can just go straight to you know where because. That, that man get made his money's worth tonight. Uh, all oh. those first halves that you were whining and complaining, all, all this. Oh, why does it wait till second half? I mean, goodbye. Hello. Why do we rotate defensive ends? Um, yeah. yeah, I remember a couple years ago I made a video defending Fuller, and people just like <laughs> roasted me. Oh, listen, so it is all good. It's all good vibes. Every, you know, I think everybody's just having a lot of fun in the chat. And this is awesome. Simply good vibes. ACC champs. I mean, first time since 2014. I don't even think anybody can put it into. I, I, listen, it's been a shit show in my house tonight. I'm watching the game. I got kids throwing up and you know, explosive die. It's a. It's been a messier. Literally, I'm running back and forth between bathroom and television trying to watch this game. Um, I, wow, this is a way to cap it off. This makes it all worth it. Um, hats off to Mike Norvell. Hats off to that coaching staff. I don't even know like where to go with it, man. It just is simply incredible. It's an amazing feeling. I didn't, I mean, I can remember sitting, I'm sitting on this exact couch doing the instant after Jacksonville state. And <laughs> two years those ago. of you that for those of you, we were, we were a Tomahawk nation at that time. For those of you that weren't following us, I mean, it was about how all of you felt after that game. And then to be here this short of a time later, knowing that, yeah, I picked Louisville and left total Philly out of my out of the top forty. Oh, rough, rough night for my. Yeah, he predict- won that game. That that one rough run for my predictions. Hey, look, look, it is what it is. You got to take your shots. Sometimes you miss. Um, but to come this short of a time from that Jacksonville State game to where they are now, and, and to put this performance out there with your third string quarterback, a true freshman that missed six weeks of the season, 
you know, clearly isn't prepared to play in a, in a setting like this in a playoff game, in a playoff game, essentially. And him not to screw it up and you to go out there and put that defensive performance out there. And the offensive line in the second half to really carve out some running lanes and allow you to kind of let your defense get a little bit of rest and to find a few points here and there. I mean, it just speaks to the culture, right? I mean, I think that maybe that's where we should go is talking about what this meant as, as far as a culture win. Yeah. I mean, I think it's symbolic as much as anything, right? You're, you're on your third string quarterback. You really can't get anything to go and you find ways to step up in other ways. You know, Akeem Dent, someone who's been around for, you know, four years, five years now, he's been around for a long time and people had kind of written him off as kind of someone who wasn't going to be, uh, you know, some, someone that was an asset for you on the defensive side of the ball necessarily. He was just a number for you. Well, he proved, he proved all of us wrong these past two games. I mean, he, he backed up his just stellar game last, last week with another good game this week. You know, people wrote off, um, yeah, this linebacker group, they've been one of the best linebacker linebackers in the country. You had, you know, Tatum Bethune in coverage, getting an interception. Who would have, who would have guessed that that's, that's the guy that steps up as your coverage linebacker to get an interception. You know, you, you have just a bunch of three stars and transfers and, you know, like people want to say, well, you, you're nothing without Jordan Travis. Oh, you're nothing without Keon Coleman or you're nothing without, Whoever, well, this team is bigger than any one person, and, and they proved yeah. that tonight. Like, yeah. and I that's I, that's so cool. Like, it gives you hope for next year. And like, I mean, it's an easy thought to be like, oh, this is this next year's a rebuilding year. And I'm I'm not saying that the expectations should be high, but this is a team, this is a program yeah. that they're building. This isn't, you know some coaches getting lucky with one one quarterback and kind of cashing out on it they just beat a really good louisville team with a quarterback that uh, shouldn't have been put in a position he was put into yeah that's that's with, that's incredible with an offense that is absolutely beat to hell there's not a healthy player on that on that offense yep trey benson trey benson was i'm pretty sure was limited most of the week he had a, a knee pad or something didn't start the game cg campbell starts the game lawrence tolfield might be the only player that was healthy and he and he and he looked like it. Um, that offensive line's beat to hell. We know that's been well established at this point. Keon Coleman's in and out of the game, grabbing his side. He's been dinged up. Johnny Wilson's obviously had his his injuries. You don't have Destin Hill and Hakeem Williams back yet. Um, you know, Jaheim Bell's not been what he was in the beginning of the year. It's, that offense is just so depleted right now with injuries. These next couple weeks are, are going to be massive for them. So as far as the culture, like, I I think you're, I mean, I think you're spot on. Like it just, it, it, you build a program, not a, not a, not a team. You didn't build a team for this year. You know, Jimbo used to always talk about, oh, you know, that team's dead. This, this next team, like you don't hear Mike talk about that stuff. Like it, it is constant. Like it's just always building on top off of one another. You're always everything, everything last year drives this year. Like it is just a constant. It is just a constant program building effort. Um, they all fought for each other like crazy. Man, I, I, I just I lost for words. I don't. It's incredible what Mike's been able to do with, like you said. I mean, everybody's talked about transfer portal being 
um, you, you know, mercenaries and you can't build a team through the portal. Well, they did. They, they did. And they've done a hell of a job getting those guys to buy in, getting those guys to fight for each other, getting those guys to believe that, the, that they're all they got and they all they need and going out there each week and putting it on the line for one another. And, and ultimately, I mean, that, that's why you. That's why you kept Adam Fuller around. That's why you kept. That's why you had kept Randy Shannon around. That's why you've, you know, all these times though everybody's asked for all these guys to get fired. That's why you kept this consistency in place for this yeah. year. You were building to this point with this program. Um, you were making this all-in push with this program, and to make wholesale changes and do those kinds of things undersell or it really rips away at the core of what your program values are. And that's why they stayed. Hats off to Pat Sertan, who came in this year and got this got the secondary. We we said it that we felt like the the key to this defense was the secondary, that they weren't playing physical enough, that there were major issues there. We saw what happened when they got the physicality back into that group. They got the communication down. Um they they just have been lights out all year long. Um I'm trying to think of where to go with this man. It, it's yeah, I mean, uh, there are just people. There are some like trolls in the comments, but uh, I'm not even paying attention. Essentially, love you, love like, you chat. love you, chat. This this defense is for real. They they did exactly. I I think they were able to win the line of scrimmage, and that just changed everything, right? That that just went the extra mile. Luckily, they're going to get Daryl Jackson in, and yeah, trust me, I've watched him in practice. Dude's phenomenal. He stands out. Yeah, he stands out like he's he's a f- specimen. And when you can rotate him in, like one-two punch of getting Braden Fisk and Man. you know Daryl Jackson, I mean that's a good defensive line. I mean, it's uh, I I I think that you you sit here and you say you just won by double digits in the ACC championship game. Yep. You accomplished your thirteen and zero, twelve and zero, thirteen and zero, thirteen and zero. I've and lost 0. track of how many times we've won, but like. <laughs> You far outseeded every expectation for you. You just won the ACC championship with a third string quarterback. Like everything, like everything kind of up until before today was kind of like icing on the cake. But yep. I mean, this is the candles on the cake. And I'm excited about, you know, the future of this program. I, I think it's being yeah. built in a way that's sustainable. And I mean, this it's gonna look good for recruiting with early signing day coming up and uh, some big targets. Speak, speaking of that, I think now's an, an opportune time to to shout out the Battle's End. Um, if you're not a member of the Battle, if you're not a member of the Battle's End, if you watched that game tonight, saw what happened out there, think about the way the Battle's End was able to go and bring back Jordan Travis, Jared Verse, Fabian Lovett, a lot of different guys. Keep Josh Farmer in the fold. Bring a Daryl Jackson in. Um, you know. I'm trying to think of the other guys that have signed with them. Keon Coleman, uh, uh, Braden Fisk, uh, Fentrell Cypress, guys that have signed with them throughout the year or whatever. Um, that That's simply due to, A, Mike's culture, and then, B, um, the battle's end. So if you're not a member, you, you need to get over there and do what you need to do, uh, whether that's the foot, foot soldier level, a $19.99 a month, or if you can handle higher than that, anything's going to be uh, useful at this point. Um, you know, there's no going back now. I mean, you've set a precedent. You've set the standard back to where it is always should have been for Florida State. 
Um, I know my boy, my boy Brandon is probably not listening, but he'll hear this at some point. He's going to love me here. Love to hear me saying the word standard. Um, so you're back there now. It's time for us as as the fans and the people who can pitch in with, with the battles in to keep it there because um, it sure as hell looked like Mike's going to do his part. So let's let make sure he's got all the pieces uh, that he needs to equip the best football program that he can get. Um, all right, we're 22 minutes in. There's 600 and almost 700 people in here. Let's talk a little bit of offense. People are asking about the Wildcat. Why the Wildcat works so well? Um, I, I didn't I – mean, they were running a lot of counter out of it, and mm-hmm. I think it was ultimately – they were running – it looked it, it seemed like they were running counter uh, away from the strength. So it looked like you just kind of had numbers one way, and they were able to pop counter with extra gaps backside. And Tofield was just really patient. Um, and they weren't spilling. Teams that don't spill counter against Florida State don't have success stopping counter. And it played out. You saw, I mean, I think you saw it in the fourth quarter there, a couple of counter runs. They were able to yep. get, they were able to leverage them, not get it spilled. And Trey was able to get north south on it because that's how they want to run counter. They want to run it north and south. When you spill, you take that north south nature of it away. Um, so ultimately, I mean, Kev, I don't know if you saw anything on on the Wildcat stuff that you want to talk about. So, I mean, essentially what the Wildcat does is, I mean, they Louisville wasn't respecting your passing game no matter who was taking the snap. So essentially, it just kind of allows you to put another number in for blocking. It kind of evens up the numbers. So, you know, they can't get a plus one necessarily. Like they're still going to have to make a one-on-one tackle with a secondary player. Whereas, you know, they can play games and, and bring pressures in different ways to get guys kind of free when there's a, a quarterback. So, I mean, it's it's a variation of a very old offense called the single wing. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the idea behind it where you're just trying to pull linemen, get numbers very traditionally. Um, and it's it's just a way to kind of, you know, you, you force them to put a cornerback out on Brock Glenn that's essentially not part of the play. So you're taking one guy out of the play to kind of even up the numbers. So that's what the wildcat was. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, theoretically you should be getting that number from reading the backside. So if you're going to read the backside of counter, he's looking, he's looking at that backside defensive end. If, I mean, if he crashes you in theory, pull it, or there's a, a blitzer coming off his butt, like they're doing a gap exchange thing. So there's going to be someone accounting for the quarterback. So, I mean, it's, it's, and the way that modern run games are set up, it's really more just about, I think they were able to get some angles that kind of benefited them. It's hard to know kind of with our TV angle on, on yeah. kind of one watch, but a lot of, uh, I would imagine again, I'm, I'm curious to go back and look at it again when we get to do the rewatch, but some of it likely had to do with how uh, Louisville was setting up their front and their rotations with the secondary, but it also with counter or with, out of the wildcat, you're putting those secondary players more in involved in the run fit as opposed to if you're pulling it off the backside and they like to run that some of that triple option type look off the off the pull and you saw them do that Brock Glenn got uh, his knee got hyperextended in the second quarter according to Brendan yeah, it did. Um, and I think that that took some of that out of the playbook for them because they they went with it they ran that a couple times. Uh, and it had a little bit of success with it, and then he got hurt on that one drive, and then it kind of all went away. They think they maybe went to it one more time. So 
it was just their way of trying to get numbers and then get gaps and then try to force that secondary to tackle, which is asinine to me because that that one flipping corner should have been going from the game. I don't know how it wasn't yeah. targeting in the first quarter uh, or whatever it was. His butt should have been going. He should not have been playing still. Um, so, yeah, that, somebody asked about spilling. You want to explain what spilling is? We've, we've talked about that before. but Yeah, so when you run counter, okay, so imagine a defensive end is right outside your tackle. Right, so right outside the end man on end end offensive lineman. The end offensive lineman is going to block inside, block down, right? So that defensive end is essentially unblocked. And then uh, pullers come around to kind of hit them. So you can either try to set the edge on those pullers and just kind of not just stand there, kind of cut everything back inside, or you can do what they call spill, where you attack the puller and try to blow the play up in the backfield. Teams have done that against FSU all season where they attack those pullers. And it's been pretty effective because Benson's not the most natural at bouncing uh, counter outside when, when that no, happens. And so um, that's why, like, when, when teams try to catch, try to play contain, well, that allows Benson to get it going down downhill. And you saw it a couple of times uh, when they were able to hold those down blocks. Yeah, for, for those of you that maybe are new to um, this with us. Uh, Kev does a really good job in a lot of his solo videos of talking about this stuff. So I, I would highly recommend just going back and checking some of those out. He talks about a lot of that stuff. And then yeah, I have a counter we'll, specific one from earlier. Yeah, we'll, we'll go over it. We'll go over it uh, thoroughly in our film review um, that will probably drop Wednesday. Okay. Where next playoff. Is this a playoff team? Yeah. I mean, th- I think, They've earned the right to compete. Yeah. If if that's that's how I'm saying that. Um so I I think that that you you have an undefeated power five conference champion. They deserve a right to be in there. They didn't lose a game. They beat two SEC teams, they beat certain number of bowl teams, certain number of top twenty five teams. You know, do they have that like one win to tip their cap? No, but like Georgia or Alabama was going to have that one win today. You know, like it, right. they really haven't had the opportunity to have that one win. So, I mean, treat these things like playoffs. And, you know, we haven't had our opportunity to beat a top four team. And I'm not saying that Florida State's going to. Um, but, yeah, they, they earned the right to, to compete, I think. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you. And I, I've kind of been on the boat that they were going to try to find a way to screw FSU, but it's possible. I, I, I mean, I, I th- look. I don't get into is it made for TV and all this stuff, all the hyperbole that you know is out there. I, I don't, I don't know what the hell these people are thinking. I have no clue. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you had a better performance tonight against a top fifteen team in Louisville than Michigan did against Iowa. Um, you were simply better than Michigan tonight. So you can't make the case that you leave Florida state out and put Michigan in, but I don't know whether that's the case they'll make or not. I have no clue. Um, in the end, this, I think you said it best. This team deserves the right to go compete again. And I don't care. I don't care who, who it's against. I, They've shown you all year long. You're the only team to go into Clemson and beat Clemson. Um, 
you, you know, you're it's fighting. It's only taken a long time to do that. Yeah. You, you, you played two, you, you played your two biggest rivals a week apart. I mean, think about that at the end of the season when you're your most beat up and you kicked Miami's ass no matter what they want to think about the game and you kicked Florida's ass too. So not only did you play them at the end of the year a week apart, you beat the hell out of them. And then you come out here and put that defensive performance on the field um, and rally around your third-string quarterback. And was it pretty? Absolutely not. But it was a beautiful defensive performance. And I think you got to give that group an opportunity to go compete again. You got to give that group. Yeah, you got to give that team. You got to give that group, that unit, an opportunity to go out and and say, "Hey, Michigan, hey Texas, hey whoever, you you got to go beat them." Because they've won 13 times this year, which is hard as hell to do. You got to go do it. Let's see you do it. And we're going to give them a chance. Uh, I think they've earned that right. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow. I'm sure there will be a ton of coverage on Knowles 24-7. I know there will be a ton of coverage on Knowles 24-7. I'm going to see if I can't talk Brendan into maybe I stole a little watch along with it so we can can rage together or enjoy (laughs) it. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I think what's so frustrating is that if you said at the, before this game started, hey, Florida State wins this game by 10 points, is that a convincing win? Right. People would be like, yes. Yeah. But then you're like, well, now, like, Florida State's offense looked bad, but their defense looked good. What What does it matter? The team won by 10 points. Like, the right. overall strength of the team was 10 points better than Louisville's. So, like, I don't know. I don't understand how you can knock them for having a worse offense than you expected, but not also give them equal credit for having a better defense than you expect. Yeah. Covering the spread again, you, you beat yeah. Florida, you cover the spread with a backup. You won the ACC championship <laughs> with a backup court. Like, I just don't yeah. understand. I, I think it's talking points. I genuinely do. I don't, I don't think yeah, that. I, I think it probably is too. I think, right? too. I think by the time they get there, the conversation is really just going to be who's, who's going to be seated where, who's matched up against who. And can they justify Alabama in over Texas. And right. Yeah. I think that's the big question that they're going to go into it with. Cause I, yeah. I mean, it, you just, it sets a bad precedent. Yeah. You know what I love? Mike hasn't wasted any time po- posturing and pandering to all the nonsense. He, he's, he, he's solely focused on his team, them doing their job, them preparing for the next step, the next game. And you got all these yahoos out here. Kirby's out there begging. Hey, Kirby, you should have won today. You should have. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I mean, in the end, yeah, you're you're 13 and 0. They leave you out. Trey, Trey said it a couple weeks ago. He, he's going to go. He's going. He's going to go find these guys if they leave them out. Like, I mean, ultimately, if, if they leave you out, there's got to be some serious outrage from from this fan base. If if they leave you out, you take that. You sue the mess out of ACC and. Break yeah, yeah, you might be you know, right. like, and you say that you this is your fault for not harboring a competitive enough conference for us to win out in it with right. a good out of conference, probably probably one of the best like out of out of conference schedules you could ask right. for, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. No, here's the here's the deal: you get in. You got a couple weeks to get yourselves healthy. I, I don't think people understand how massive that will be for this offense 
to let Johnny and Keon and Dustin and Hakeem and Tate and and Trey and the offensive line to just get let their bodies get right. Uh, it will go a long way. Can they go and win a playoff game? I don't know. I don't know. You doubting them at this point? I mean, how do you pick against them? I, look, look at this idiot. I picked against them. Yeah, they, just, and, they proved me wrong. And I really do think that I, th- this is my homerism coming in. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there there was something there was something there with Tate. There was there was something you could work on. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think that you're going to just turn into a top ten offense with him. But I th- I no. think there was you, you can figure out how to move the ball with him. He was first game jitters, really first game starting jitters. People threw like, oh, you've been in the program for four years while you're having these. It's just different when you're in a game mm-hmm. and hopefully he can kind of get those reps and get that timing down with his players. But uh, there's if your defense, if you can get performances like this out of your defense, yeah, then you're going to be a tough team to beat. Whether or not you're going to be a team that I would favor in any particular matchup is hard to guess, but you're going to be a tough out. Yeah, I mean, this defense is is continuing to show that they're going to give you an opportunity week in and week out. Um, and, and ultimately, I mean, look, the the saying always was that defense wins championships, and and over over the years here, offense has become more of that. But the defense just won you an ACC championship, and you gotta you gotta tip your cap to them. And any, I just any wanna, other good. I just want to reiterate: the defense held them to the zeroth percentile in yards per play. That means <laughs> that might be the least yards per play in a game in the country. Actually, you vamp for a second. I, I kind of want to see where this plays out. I don't even I'm out of words at this point. I mean, I'm I'm just dumbfounded. It I'm going to I'm going to read chat a little bit and see what see what they've got going on because I unfortunately I've not paid as much attention to chat as I normally try to. Uh, but Trey's normally in the show here. So, did you order him to vamp? <laughs> yes, yes he did. Uh but Kev's pulling, he's trying to find some some cool data, so we're going to let him do that. Um I thought Azari Thomas played a really good game tonight. He did. Uh, he had he one thing. Yeah. Well, he had the one where he slipped. It looked like he looked like he lost his feet more. Oh, I'm day. talking about the Miss Banjo. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, the Miss Banjo, which was a big issue for him last year, and he's been really good at it this year. But then they, um, it's gotten cleaned up. Yeah, he had the one. So Banjo is where the corner and the and the backer are communicating, and he he didn't pass off or he passed it off, but he he. Stayed on it too late with a slant going inside, and the back came out. Um, and that was one Jordan got like six or seven yards on him uh, on one of Louisville's drives, and I think ended up in a field goal, but I can't remember. So, um, so thought Azari Thomas continues to elevate his level. He's going to be a really, really good football player moving forward. Um, Renardo Green obviously was was spectacular. Thought Shaheen Brown maybe didn't have his best game. Um, he misfit a couple times. Yeah, one, so. once or twice D line cleaned it up. The other time they popped one on you with that big run. Um, Cypress, look that Duke game. We were all in here pulling our hair out, and I don't have much hair left, but we were all in here pulling our hair out about him and run fits. They solved that problem very quickly. Uh, hat tip to hit that young man. Uh, he's become a, a better, much better run defender he's grown. than he was yeah. at that point. And he continues to play pretty good in coverage. Um, 
trying to think. Kalen Deloach obviously continues to be really good football player. Tatum Bethune is maybe the most unheralded linebacker uh, that this program's ever had. He's been hurt a bunch. That's probably hyperbole by me, but I'm going to say it because I love watching him play football. Um, he just simply makes football plays. Josh Farmer, I thought Josh Farmer had a bounce back game. Like he had not played great down the stretch. I thought he was, I thought he was a physical force inside and played really well. Um, some, so I think some of his plays been been. Um, he he's got a thumb injury or something like that. He's had that he's had that cast on his hand. That's going to hurt you. Yeah, Fabo, Khalil, uh, Brandon, you guys are talking about Fabo. Fabo, Fabo, this is why you brought Fabo back to play in these big games. Um, that you know, people. I think people were wondering where is he? Where is he? Why wasn't he? Why wasn't he around uh, in some of the some of the lower level ACC games? So you could have him right now. Um, and I mean, he's showing you what he is. Yeah. Pat Payton continues to be a freak. I mean. Just crazy how he gets up and bats balls down. Dude, that, he, that dude was open on that. that? Like, it's yeah. insanity. Yeah, he was open. There was there was a crosser coming across mm-hmm. the middle. He was open. So yeah. Florida State, this performance would be, I think, around the 18th best game in terms of yards per play of all games played in on the season. And outside of Iowa, it's the like there's no other top 25 teams anywhere near 119th yeah. is it and that's Utah, you know, yeah. like you just don't do that to a top 25 defense. Like Georgia doesn't do that to, to sec teams. Like that was, that was a dominant performance and one yeah. that you got to be just stoked about. Yeah. And you're going to add maybe your best defensive tackle to the, to the mix. I mean, I, I don't think people understand Daryl Jackson is a difference maker. Um, he's not just some piece. He is a difference maker. And yeah, you're going to add him to a defense that just did that. Yeah. You you need uh, – on the offensive side of the ball, you need the offensive line to get healthy. You need Keon to get healthy. Yeah. Um, Let, let's talk about Keon. Um, yeah. He, he hasn't been right for a few weeks. We obviously pointed out the missed block, a couple missed blocks last week. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a trend of – him not playing well yes, here lately. I would agree. Um, I do think some of it's due to the health. I think some of it's due to JT getting hurt. Um, they they've got to find they've got to get him going. I don't know what conversations need to be had. I don't know what injuries he needs to get over. Um, it's not from it, that's not my place to talk about his injuries, but they have got to find they've got to get him back. To being what he was, I mean, he he was the best wide receiver in the country for a stretch. They've got to get him back there, uh, and that's going to be if you're going to get in the playoff. That that's going to be maybe the biggest storyline, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you drew it up for him today, um, and it wasn't a perfect pass by Brock, but it was there and it was catchable. It was hit him right in the hands. He had nothing but green grass in front of him. He dropped one, and then he dropped a tougher one on on a slot fade. Then they just kind of didn't go back to him, and I, I don't think that was necessarily on him because I think you know Glenn had a, had a couple of throws that made you feel yeah. like you needed to just run the game out. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, he he has not played well, and yeah, I, yeah, I wonder if I 
I appreciated early that they were trying to get him the ball on screens. I, I felt like they were they kept trying mm-hmm. to get Johnny the ball on screens, and it feels like you know maybe Keon's the guy that you really want to kind of get in that space. But um, yeah, he just I don't feel like they've de- they've given him easy routes to win on necessarily. The slot yeah. fade today was the best. Yeah, and you know the the little kind of fake quarterback power they did to, to get him open but like i thought i thought that brock missed him a couple of time on some crossers but it was it's tough to know what the coverage was behind it to say for sure whether he should have been on keon or been somewhere else um and there was times simply brock just wasn't going to pull the trigger like yeah i think I he think, knew that he couldn't lose the game yeah i had some dude give me shit on twitter like about them throwing a bunch of deep routes in the first quarter. I was like, uh, I mean, it was screens. They ran a couple spacing concepts. Um, yeah, they, I, think I, really drive, not... I think I saw I think I saw drive once or twice. Like it was very elementary passing game early, uh, yeah. and and not deep. Um, and, and yeah, that, that that's kind of surprised me. So was already complaining jesus yeah i mean nobody's been complaining it's been <laughs> been leading the hype crowd in here are you crazy um so yeah i mean look look I, there's gonna be a lot to take away about brock's performance tonight we're, we're i'm not just it's not worth it it's not worth yeah. it and you, it's it's not representative of, of what we think yeah of, of who of who he is but the defense is there the i mean toa philly had a game yeah he he ran super well. Outside of them, I, I just don't feel like there's much to talk about with the wide receivers and tight ends. Talk about the slants um, here. Slants and using the middle field. Why was the slant? Why were the slants <laughs> taken away? So what I was seeing was uh, Florida did something kind of similar. Um, I'm with you, and the general thought that Florida State does not throw enough in in breaking routes. What I think they were doing. So what Louisville was doing was. Um, they were doing what's called creepers. Like, so essentially they would creep their linebackers up, show blitz and then drop them back kind of in these short zones. So they'd man up and then kind of play two kind of spies underneath uh, because they didn't have a necessarily needed a deep safety to, to help them out there. Um, and it does a couple of things. It messes with, you know, how you want to pass protect, but really it keeps you from being able to get those easy slants and, you know, experienced quarterbacks know how to get around those and kind of wait for them to cross the cross the the spy or, you know, get it out there quickly, try to avoid that guy. But I think they were trying to not have Brock have to do that. Right. So if you're going to have to throw a slant behind a guy dropping that looked like he was blitzing originally, that's a really tough throw to make. So I I think they were specifically inside leveraging on their receivers. They were taking away any of the in and breaking routes and forcing outside breaking stuff. And Florida state could have done it, but I think it would have heightened the risk that they threw a pick. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think ultimately Mike wanted to put Brock in safe situations. Sometimes you pull the trigger. Huh? He did for the most part. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he pulled the trigger. Sometimes he didn't. Uh, and I, there were a couple drops that really hurt us, hurt hurt the game for him. Absolutely, I think in the end, here's here's a wild stat. Um, there's two of them here. 
This is by David Hale. FSU had more yards with its third-string freshman quarterback than Michigan had with J.J. McCarthy. Louisville came in ranked higher than Iowa. FSU has played a tougher schedule than Michigan. Uh, I mean, it's He's crazy. He's the FSU drum. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's wild to think that you put up more yards than Michigan did with their starter, and people talk about them like they're incredible. Final numbers on FSU's defense tonight, seven sacks, 14 tackles for loss, 10 pass breakups, five quarterback hurries, one interception, and held Louisville to three of 21 on third and fourth down. Holy hell. That's simply dominant. It's absolutely insane. dominant. All right, Kev, we're 46 minutes in. We're ACC champs. It's 1237. I'm running on about three and a half hours of sleep. I've probably got a kid throwing up or doing something right now. I need to go to bed. Any last words? No, I'm excited. This is this has been a fun, fun season. Far out, far out, outpaced expectations. And it's gravy. It's gravy from here. Yeah, it really is. I'm sorry I picked against them. I'm a moron. I'll, I'm going to own that. I think I'm going to get a dunce cap and wear it on here next time. <laughs> just so just so everybody can know I'm shamed. Everybody shame me right now. Shame in the chat. Just drop the shames in here. Oh, Kev's got the 18 Believe shirt on. Of course he does. Of Let's go, baby. S. Carter, I'm sorry we were not positive enough the entire time for you. We will be sure we are more positive next time. I get what you're saying, though, man. We're just trying to we're just trying to talk ball and talk about it, the the entire picture. Um, we'll be back at some point this week with probably Wednesday with film review. Change your profile. <laughs> we'll be back with film review. Um, at some point this week, most likely Wednesday. I'm sure the boys will have an OTB. There's going to be a ton of stuff dropping uh, over on Knowles 24-7. Please get over there and check that out. If you're not a subscriber, get subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed to the Knowles 24-7 YouTube channel. Make sure you are subscribed to the X's and Knowles YouTube channel. Make sure you get your behinds onto thebattlesend.com and get signed up if you are not already. It doesn't matter what level you get in there at. Just get in there and make sure we keep this stinking thing rolling. For myself, Coach AB, the, the biggest idiot on Knowles 24-7. Kevin Fuller, the biggest Tate Rodemaker fan ever. Let's go, baby. <laughs> ACC champs, let's call it a night. Go Knowles. Keep on chopping. Trey's in a pool somewhere. Hopefully not drowning.